1: Coming up on Taking Stock, New York City's employees retirement system, $51.2 billion of it is looking to exit its hedge fund positions. We're going to find out, is this a trend in the industry? We'll be speaking with an expert having to do with hedge funds. Andrew Lapkin is the chief executive of Hedgemark International.
2: And of course, we are continuing our very special live broadcast here at Invested 16, the power of big ideas at BNYML and client conference. We're Mountain near Tucson, Arizona. So let's get back to New York City, Bloomberg World Headquarters. Katherine Cowdery
3: has a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you, Kathleen. Investors are sitting on the sidelines waiting to see where the Federal Reserve might move interest rates next month. Stocks have been fluctuating today. Investors parsing the data awaiting further direction on the health of the economy. Traders have boosted the probability of a rate hike in June to a 30% chance, up from 4% just a week ago. Nick Colas, chief market strategist at ConvergeX, spoke with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on the Bloomberg Advantage about the market's reaction to a possible Fed hike.
1: There is this push-pull in the narrative between all these Fed officials about when to go, how much to go, whether it's June, July, post-Brexit, pre-Brexit, and it tends to muddy the waters a little bit, and I think that's one reason why the market has trouble really gauging the Fed's true intentions.
3: We check the markets every fifteen minutes throughout the trading day. Dow Industrial Average is up twelve points, less than a tenth of a percent, trading at seventeen thousand five hundred twelve. S and P five hundred is down one at two thousand fifty. The Nasdaq is up three, a tenth of a percent, at forty seven seventy two. West Texas Intermediate crude oil down twenty seven cents a barrel, six tenths of a percent to forty eight thirteen. Spot gold is down a dollar fifty an ounce at twelve fifty one forty. Ten-year Treasury up one thirty second with a yield of one point eight three percent. Among today's top business stories, Monsanto shares have been up as much as 7.7%. Monsanto has yet to respond to their $62 billion takeover offer. According to a senior U.S. government official, Monsanto's chief executive is surprised by the deal. They're made the offer as it seeks to become the world's biggest seller of seeds and farm chemicals, tapping into growing demand at a time when farmers must boost productivity to feed an estimated 10 billion people globally by 2050. And now let's get an update on some of the other stories we're following. Today,
4: Thank you, Catherine. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Alex Steele. This news update is brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. Democratic presidential frontrunner Hillary Clinton is campaigning in Detroit today, telling union workers it is time to unify the party. We are
2: coming to the end of the Democratic primaries. I applaud Senator Sanders and
3: his supporters for challenging us. We are going to get unaccountable money out of politics. We are going to take on the crisis of income inequality.
4: The State Department says the U.S. will strike terrorists when necessary. That comment from Deputy Spokesman Mark Toner today when he was questioned about a drone hit that killed Taliban leader Mullah Akhtar Muhammad Mansour. We will carry out strikes to uh,
5: remove terrorists who are actively pursuing and planning and directing attacks against U.S. forces.
4: Baltimore Mayor Stephanie Rawlings-Blake is asking city residents to be patient and allow the entire process to come to a conclusion after the second police officer to be tried on charges in the arrest of Freddie Gray was acquitted. The 25 year old died from injuries he suffered in the back of a police van. State Congressman Dan Donovan wants the U.S. to seize frozen assets from terror related accounts and direct the money to homeland security programs benefiting New York City. The former prosecutor says when a an an account is frozen, it continues to accrue interest. Donovan's bill would send the interest to the Urban Area Security Initiative. Global news 24 hours a day powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Alex Steele. Catherine?
3: Thank you. And now recapping, the Dow Industrial Average up 19 points at 17,520. and p 500 down 1 at 2,051. NASDAQ up 5 at 4774. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio.
2: Alternative investments, an increasingly important topic for investors, for money managers, and certainly for the firms that service these very important groups in the financial services industry. Hedge funds have been hot, but are they so hot now as many big investors pull away from using hedge funds as one of those very important alt investments? This is a topic being discussed today here at Dove Mountain, the Dove Mountain Routes-Carlton, about 30 miles from Tucson, Arizona, at the Power of Big Ideas, Invested 16. It's a BNY Mellon client conference, and a person who has uh, is speaking on one of the panels today is joining us now, and that is Andrew Lapkin, CEO of HedgeMark International, to take a look at this important question. Andrew, welcome.
5: Well, thank you. It's uh, great to be here, Kathleen.
2: So, hedge funds. It's interesting that people. Are, this question is is people are looking at going into hedge funds at a time when we see a lot of headlines. In fact, Pim, Pim just mentioned one. Investors are leaving hedge funds in April. The New York City Employee Retirement System voted to liquidate their hedge funds, and they're following CalPERS' move a couple of years ago. What's going on?
5: Uh, so hedge funds certainly are getting a, a lot of attention, in many cases a little bit more of that negative you know, focus, and some of that is it makes for good headlines. So obviously people are uh, kind of easy to poke at, but... Behind it all really are a few real issues, and it starts with the high fees. Uh, Typically, hedge funds have a fee structure where they're taking often 2% of the assets under management plus an additional 20% of the profits, and so that works out to be you know quite lucrative uh, for the managers. Uh, Two, the managers typically give up almost no transparency on their portfolios, so investors really don't know what they're investing in. They get very limited information. And then, uh, importantly, the hedge fund manager really has full control, so all the trading decisions – the uh, uh, what they trade, the markets, how much leverage, whether uh, what instruments they they use as well, and then you know finally uh, they really control even the ass- assets uh, whether they go back to investors. We've seen a number of funds do what's called putting up their gates, and so investors ask for their assets back, and the managers say you know no, and so those issues are, are quite real, and that's really what's driving a lot of the headlines. You know, I keep thinking hedge funds. There's like a hedge fund for
1: everything and every every one. Do you happen to know where the two and twenty came from? How did someone decide that that was going to be the industry standard?
5: Yeah, I mean, it it dates you know way back to uh, to some of their you know earliest funds, and a lot of it really, when you talk about hedge funds, it it really is a bad name because you're you're grouping now uh, disparate strategies all under one category, and really uh, the definition of hedge fund is more appropriate to really say that it's a structure. It's a structure that that uh, the manager controls and one that typically pays a management fee and a performance fee. And so, you know, one of the the big issues is to say uh, that equity long short, that merger ARB, distressed debt, credit strategies are all the same, they're all bad uh, for an investor really uh, is sort of a false, you know, statement in that regard and and leading to part of the, the problem why you're seeing some of the negative, you know, focus getting grouped too high.
2: What are dedicated manager accounts?
5: So, you know, one of the, the things that we've seen is while New York City, CalPERS, a few big investors have said, hey, I'm just going to get out of the space, that that often that's a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction, a little bit more of a how do I uh, address the political, you know, heat, but it doesn't hit it at the issues. And so for some other uh, big investors, what they've done is they say, the problem is not with the hedge fund manager. It's not that these strategies don't add value to the portfolio. It's not that they're, they're talented uh, stock selectors. It's that the structure is really broken. And so what's evolved in the marketplace, Place is a structure called a dedicated managed account. And what that does is it allows the hedge fund investor to basically have their own fund. Uh, and in this case, the manager's role becomes very limited. They're really just trading the portfolio. And so in a dedicated managed account, it's the client who now controls the assets. So they control the cash and securities so the manager can't run off uh, with the money. So that's obviously a, a key piece. Uh, it means that the um investor can actually negotiate a different fee structure. So you don't have to just pay the two and 20. You can actually negotiate a custom structure. Uh, in some cases, no performance fees. In other cases, a uh, multi-year uh, look back. So you get better alignment uh, with the manager and the investor in terms of uh, that strategy. Uh, and importantly, the ability to negotiate investment guidelines. And so now it's not just what the manager does. It's the investor can have an influence in terms of the strategy that's important for their overall you know, portfolio, their overall pension plan.
1: Andrew uh, explain how HedgeMark International which is a BNY Mellon affiliate how that plays into this whole conversation of risk management hedge funds and all, really I would say rather than just hedge funds alternative investments the non-traditional stock bond
5: cash sure so you know BNY Mellon's made a, made a big move to really help uh, their core institutional client base uh, address the needs around alternative investing in both real estate uh, venture capital and hedge funds. Uh, Specifically with hedge funds, Hedgemark was part of that strategy. Uh, They acquired the company uh, two years ago. And Hedgemark is really about helping people build and operate their own private, dedicated managed account platforms. So in the past, uh, investors sometimes looked at managed accounts being a solution to some of these issues of facing hedge fund investing. Uh, the problem is uh, that to implement it was very difficult. Uh, pension funds would have to go out and hire staff around legal and structuring expertise, accountants, operation experts. And so these are really areas that are the strength of BNY Mellon. And so it allows investors really to outsource uh, those non-core aspects to someone like the bank. So almost like a, t- a turnkey operation. Uh, exactly. So the investor can still focus on picking the hedge fund, negotiating the key terms, but then the operating of all all this uh, is is done by the bank.
2: Andrew Lapkin, thank you so much.
5: Thank you very much. Andrew Lapkin, Chief
1: Executive, Hedgemark International, a BNY Mellon affiliate. You're listening to Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio.
2: Some of the big topics, the big questions hanging over global markets. That's coming up next as we continue our live broadcast at, here at Invested 16, the power of big ideas of being well-known client conference in Arizona.